every breath from your lungs with no hope of ever regaining it. Have you ever had a moment like that? I have. My moment was February 1993. It was a cold, dark February evening when I walked up onto my mother's porch step. At that moment, I had lost everything, and I had nothing left but the teddy bear that was tucked under my arm. Now, the 18 months leading up to my moment, both of my children, Tiffany and Matthew, had died. Tiffany was born at just 21 weeks with a rare birth defect, trisomy 18, and she lived one precious hour before she passed away. Now, my son Matthew was perfect. However, my family has a history of miscarriages, and at four months, my water ruptured for no apparent reason, and I lost him. My grief overwhelmed me and destroyed my marriage. The brand-new home that I had helped to design was lost in the divorce. The company I worked for had gone out of business, and my finances were completely depleted. I had truly lost everything. And even though I was raised going to church, and I knew in my heart that God loved me, I became very angry with God over the death of my children. I could not get over the fact, and I could not wrap my mind around the fact, that if each of us have a purpose, then what was theirs? And as I stepped up onto my mother's porch step, I thought, even God can't fix this. And especially after I've been so angry with him. But you know, even when I was angry at God and disappointed that he didn't spare my children, I still knew that I needed him. I knew that I could not risk turning away from him because I'm not perfect. I make mistakes, don't you? And the Bible says that our mistakes, bad attitudes, and unforgiveness are called sin. And that sin separates us from the Heavenly Father. Now, he loves each and every one of us, but he cannot look upon the sin. So he sent us a Savior, his Son, Jesus Christ. Now, the Bible tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So Jesus took our sin and carried it to the cross, and he died to pay the price for our sin, that we may live in him. He rose from the dead and now sits on the right hand of the Father God. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. So you see, I knew that he was by my side and that he still loved me, even when I didn't want to accept it. Now, I continued to go to church, but it took months before I could come into the sanctuary and sing praises to God or listen to a sermon about his goodness. Now, I knew that he was good because his word says that every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above, but I just didn't see his goodness at that time. But he understood my pain, and he sent wonderful, compassionate women to hold on to me when I couldn't hold on. And often we don't understand why things happen. And we don't understand the puzzle pieces of our lives until all those pieces fall into place. You know, this life is a journey, and along the way, much of it does not make any sense. But you know, the first thing that God did for me is that he restored a family. And I met my second husband, Bo, who was a single father of a little boy and a little girl, Brandy and Ryan. Now, he brought these two broken families together, 
And though they would never replace Tiffany and Matthew, I was able to raise them and love them as my very own. And then Jesus also spared me from life-threatening preeclampsia during my third pregnancy and blessed us with a beautiful, beautiful baby girl, Sierra, in 1997. <laughs> now, my relationship with Jesus Christ grew over the next decade. He would test my love for him and my obedience by speaking through the Holy Spirit and asking me to do simple tasks. By reading God's word, it taught me how to listen for his voice, the spirit of God within me, teaching me and showing me how to do, how to do it and what to do. We often have to get quiet and away from all the noise before we can actually hear him. But as I learned to listen to that still quiet voice, I learned to trust in the Lord and to do what he asked me to do. And only by trusting him to meet small needs was I able to establish the faith that I needed to believe in bigger things. So let's fast forward about 10 years to 2007. Now during this time, I felt led by the Holy Spirit to start making teddy bears. Now I kept dismissing it. I was like, you are not telling me to do that. I don't even know how to sew. And not only did I not know how to sew, I had absolutely no desire to learn how to sew. But God will call us to do things that we cannot do on our own so that we must rely on him so that his love and his goodness will show through us for others to see. So one Sunday, our pastor gave a sermon on how sometimes Jesus has to tell us something three times before we'll stop and listen. So the following week, my coworker decided to clean out her craft closet of 20 plus years, and she filled up my car twice. Now, she just knew I helped with outreach at the church and I could get rid of things, but my pastor started laughing. He said, Kathy, when's Jesus going to have to dump that third donation on your head before you start listening and start making teddy bears? Well, the very next day, she filled up my car for the third time with everything I needed to make teddy bears. Now, at that moment, you just say, yes, sir. (laughs) So I went to a friend to teach me how to sew, and I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. So when I laid the plaid material down, I had no idea that you had to line up the plaid before cutting the pattern. So it was completely crooked. It was a complete mess. It took me three and a half hours to sew a bear that should take about 30 minutes. So my friend just started laughing, and she's like, Kathy, are you sure that God is calling you to make teddy bears? Because you don't have a clue of what you're doing. (laughs) But you know, God gave me a very special message with these teddy bears, and it goes like this. It says, my pieces were torn and tattered, cast aside by society. But Jesus felt I mattered, and he saw what I could be. He took my torn pieces, and he handled them with care. Sewn together with his love, I've become your teddy bear. So the message with these bears is that we take scraps and torn pieces of material, and we put a bear together. But God can take the torn pieces of our lives, and he can put our lives back together again. So that fall, there was a lady spiritual retreat, and I gave away 14 teddy bears as door prizes. And the reason I gave them as door prizes is because I feared if I gave you a door prize, you can't give it back to me. You have to take it. (laughs) But to my surprise, those bear orders took off like wildfire. And within eight months, I had to start hiring people to help me to keep up with the orders, and I had to start my own business. And I had no idea what I was doing there either. Now, I needed money for equipment, so I entered a national competition. Never dreaming in a million years that I would actually win, but I figured, 
already don't have the money, so I have nothing to lose, right? <laughs> so with, in February of 2009, with God's favor, I actually won the national competition. Two of my judges were the Duchess of York and Susie Orman. I received $5,000 to order a die-cut press and plates, and now my picture was in papers going across the nation. In July 2009, I partnered with Royal Family Kids Camp, and we gave teddy bears to every foster care child in the camp. They also shot a documentary about the bears that was going to be shown to an international group that was associated with that camp. In September 2009, a catalog had picked up the teddy bears, and now they were being shipped across the nation. In October 2009, I helped to establish an artisan co-op on Main Street to help other women to start their own businesses. God was moving in amazing ways with this ministry. Now, bears were given to everyone and anyone who had suffered a loss of any kind. We gave them to rape victims, to people paralyzed in car accidents, to foster care children, to women going through divorce, women facing prison, coming out of prison, to families who had lost their homes to fire and more. I even gave a bear to a man who was suffering from a drug addiction and received a letter from his wife saying that he held on to that bear and he cried because he couldn't believe that somebody he didn't even know cared enough about him to give him a teddy bear. And he later went into rehab. Now, we've given memory bears. We've made them out of loved ones' clothing and given them to families as keepsakes. We've also celebrated new beginnings by giving them for weddings, for second weddings, to stepchildren, adopted children, and even to siblings who had been separated by adoption for 50-some years and had been reunited. Now, these were just a few of the examples of you know, individuals who have received this teddy bear. And these individuals were able to see the love of Jesus Christ through this simple gift, and they were given the hope that their lives could be put back together again. However, when people's lives are being impacted by the word of God, then Satan is bound to attack. So it says in the Bible that the thief, Satan, comes not but to kill, to steal, and to destroy. A small group saw us as competition and caused major problems with the co-op, and I lost my job. The sewing company I had subcontracted with messed up a large order, and I had to take a loan against the press I had won just to pay others to complete the orders. The gentleman who'd shot the documentary wasn't able to complete it due to life issues, and the meeting with the international group was never scheduled. The website and the catalog that promoted the bears went out of business, and the ministry had completely collapsed in just a few short months. Now, this does not mean that these individuals were evil or they meant direct harm to me, but that their choices and their actions had a direct impact on my life and my ministry. And I was back in that fetal position, holding tight to my teddy bear and feeling completely defeated. I had once again lost almost everything. However, as I'm saying, I quit, I'm done. I cannot keep doing this. The second part of that scripture says, but I, Jesus, have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Now, at that mo moment, I did not understand the plan God had for my life, and I did not feel very hopeful, and I did not feel very abundant. But the Holy Spirit began to encourage me to get up and to start over. This was not the end of my story. It was my climax. This was my turning point. 
Would I allow defeat to keep me from the hope and the future that Jesus had promised me, or would I rise and start again? Now, once again, Jesus had to give me his message three times before I would stop and listen. The first came from my husband, Bo, who said, Kathy, the ministry isn't dead. You have a bear, a sewing machine, and a calling. Get up. But I didn't want to get up. So I put out of business on my business license, and I put it in the outgoing mail at the office. I felt the Holy Spirit say, get it out of there. Now, I didn't want to, but I did, and I put it on the desk at my office. Now, at that moment, the phone rang. Are you the lady who makes teddy bears? Yes, I am. Well, honey, I'm calling you from Chattanooga, Tennessee. I said, you are? She said, yes, I am. She said, now my mother passed away almost a year ago, and we're just now going through her items, and we found boxes of material with your picture cut out lying on top of them. Now, I guess she believed in what you were doing with those teddy bears, and she meant to send you the material, but she passed away before she got a chance to. If you're still making teddy bears, we've got boxes of material coming your way. Now, at that moment, I just silently look up. I'm like, seriously? What part of I quit do you not understand in this conversation? So before she hung up, she said, honey, you have no idea the lives you're touching with that teddy bear. She said, you keep your chin up and keep going, okay? Now, the third message involved the press that I had won, but I had to take the loan against. So during this time when I feared the ministry's gone, it's dead, there's no need in keeping the press, I called the bank to come and pick up the press. So what's the point of paying on a press when I don't need it, right? So as the gentleman is loading my press onto the back of his truck, I said, you know, the message with this ministry is that God takes our torn pieces and he puts our lives back together again. And I believe that he's going to put this ministry back together again. And he just smiled and he's like, I believe that he will. And he loaded my press and drove away with it. Now, the very next day, I receive a call. said, you've got angel investors. All your past debt is paid off. Come and pick up your press. So at this point, you just say, yes, sir, again. (laughs) I whited out, out of business, off my business license, and I was back in the bear business. Now, after losing my job, I moved to Charleston, West Virginia, and I found a new home church here at One Life. And one day, I was speaking to Pastor Brian about the loss of my ministry and how discouraged I was. And he told me, he said, Kathy, with every ministry, there is a birth of that ministry There is a crucifixion of that ministry followed by the death of it and that God will resurrect it in his time for his glory. I just had to wait on him. Now, around this same time, I'd been fasting and praying and I told God that I wanted to help other women who had suffered loss like I did, but I could not get over the death of my children. I cried every single time I mentioned their names. And I'm like, Lord, it's been 20 some years. I'm like, what is wrong with me? And very quietly, he answered, and he said, you've never forgiven me. Now, I was shocked because I wasn't aware that I was still angry at God. So I immediately asked him to forgive my unforgiveness, and then I forgave him. And that is when my true healing began. Now, gradually, God has been restoring this ministry, and he is making it stronger than it ever was before. Now, the Bible says, and we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. God worked my life experiences together for my good. 
From the moment when I had nothing left but a teddy bear tucked under my arm to now I make teddy bears for others who have suffered loss like I did. I also realize that maybe this is Tiffany and Matthew's purpose. For you see, without them, this ministry wouldn't exist and I wouldn't be here with you this evening. So Jesus tells us, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And by choosing to follow him, he created an unbelievable future for me. His plans were nothing like the plans I had made for myself. Our Lord Jesus Christ loves you so much that he died for your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day. He sent the Holy Spirit to come and live within you to guide you. And Jesus himself now sits on the right hand of the Father God in heaven and intercedes for you. And I remind you of the story that you've heard tonight. And you may not always understand the plans that he has for your life, but I promise you that he will work your life experiences together for your good. And he will create for you a beautiful future. Now that does not mean that your journey will not be without troubles. But it does mean that you will never walk alone. Your story isn't finished yet. And it doesn't have to end there. By accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you no longer have to be separated from God the Father, but you can spend eternity in heaven with them. I know that my separation from my babies is only temporary because one day I will join them in heaven. God's word tells us that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved. But it also says that when you're praying, first forgive anyone that you are holding a grudge against so that your father in heaven can forgive your sins also. So if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I invite you to come this evening and engage in a relationship with him tonight. Ask him to help you to forgive others who have hurt you. Do you need to forgive God himself like I did? Confess with your mouth that you believe Jesus took your sin upon himself and died on the cross of Calvary, that he was buried and God raised him from the dead. Well, you see, Jesus' resurrection proves his victory over sin and death. And because he lives, believers can now have new life in him. And if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. The Bible tells us, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. Would you like for all things to become new? If you would like to accept this invitation and accept Jesus into your heart, then I ask you to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I do believe that you are the Son of God and that you died on the cross of Calvary to pay the penalty for my sins, that you rose on the third day and now sit on that right hand of Father God. I invite you to come into my life Forgive my sin and help me to forgive others who have come against me. 
come into my life and take control of it. And thank you for the gift of eternal life and your Holy Spirit who has come to live within me. Help me to hear your voice as I submit my life to you for you to lead and to guide me. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you've said that prayer, I want to celebrate with you, and I ask you to just come and talk with um, one of our pastors following the service. And the teddy bears are for sale this evening. Um, All the proceeds from the teddy bears are donated 100% to local and world mission programs. Um, And be sure to watch for our new book that's coming out um, that will be released this summer called From the Remnants. I thank you for sharing in my story, and I look forward to hearing about your story. You can share your story with me by contacting me at catchschrader at hotmail.com. Thank you very much, and God bless.